0: Welcome to Crush and Disappointment. In this episode, I'm chatting to Mariam about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even though he's not really a crush, I basically forced her to talk about Stone Cold because I was using leftover questions from previous episodes and episodes that didn't happen. As a result, this is quite an odd episode. I tried to give it structure in the edits, but that didn't quite work. It's probably also worth noting that Mariam had just listened to a program about Judy Garland before we started recording. Here's the crush.
1: Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. I'm Judy Garland. And I'm 12, but I sound like a 58-year-old. Over the rainbow. Ah, Judy... Life with Judy Judy, Judy Judy is my name
0: (laughs) Actually, should we just um, try to take the um, Triple H questions and just turn them into Steve Austin questions or I can do Hayden Christensen I've got questions for him or Janelle Monáe
1: who, what, who? No one's picked a picture nominee. Never, no, I've. I, and nobody ever would, Janelle. You hear me? <laughs> nobody wants to hear your space ish. Nobody wants to hear any of that. And if you want to beef me, come meet me outside the studio. I'm going to be waiting for you, Janelle. Because you ain't ish, Janelle. You ain't ish. You ain't never been ish. You ain't never going to be ish. Your fans ain't ish. Your space ish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
0: mean just, I mean, I'll just cut you off for just a second. Just say, so the, 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 I feel like the the idea of the, the exercise was me to get used to be able to ask people questions again, for like how to keep conversations oh, guys, going. Sorry,
1: conversation. Yes, not, sorry.
0: not not just. I yep. mean, so while I'm not while I'm not bothered if we do pick Stone Cold Steve Austin, we need to pick something and kind of just have the ability to kind of learn how to ask more questions about it. That's kind of the exercise.
1: Isambard Kingdom um, Brunel. Do you want to do about Isambard Kingdom Hit Brunel? Me. Hit me. Yeah. Hit me. Okay. Hit
0: me. Okay, you need to stop singing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Judy. Judy Garland. <Gallen. laughs> do, do,
0: do you want a drink? i want to try the
1: carrot. Carrot and ginger. Do you know what film I had? Ginger hair. Ginger
0: hair. I ginger hair? That's not her. I know.
1: She had red hair and loads of things.
0: More urban, isn't
1: it? You're. A, how do you know that? Di- oh, yes. Um. So, uh, basically, oh, so my great life today. Do you know BBC Radio 4 Great Lives? No. So it's the same as this, really. Uh, but they talk about great his- figures in history, and mm-hmm. they talk about them. So my great life today is uh, Graham Norton. And they have to be dead.
0: (laughs) Okay, ones are not dead.
1: Right, so I'm not picking him. Um, Tonight, Matthew, Uh, my uh, great life is Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Hit me. Who is he? Isambard Kingdom Brunel lives in Paddington Station. Um, He's quite hard and brown. Mm -hmm. Mm Um... (laughs) Great Western, Great Northern, <laughs> Great Western, Great Western.
0: Yeah, Great Western, yeah.
1: Great Western Main Line. Oh, isn't my kingdom out Tonight,
0: Matthew. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like having a fever dream.
1: <laughs> okay. Hit me. Tonight, <laughs> Matthew, my great life is Alfred Russell Wallace. Hit me.
0: <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but your face is the face of someone who's going to do an impression.
1: <laughs> no, Matthew. That's not what I'm here to do tonight. Tonight, I'm here to talk about my great life.
0: Wait, what am what I asking you about?
1: Can I pick Radio 4? Yeah. Let's pick Speech Radio.
0: Speech Radio? Yes. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> I mean. Hit me. What is Speech Radio?
1: Speech Radio is basically the good version of radio. There's no music, which is great. I don't really like... I mean...
0: I mean, you often say that you don't like music, but I do think you're bullshitting.
1: No, feature radio is just a great way to... You know, I'm interested in the left behind, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Do you mind? I really just... You know, Matthew, I just think it's so important.
0: <laughs> it's just... about that you say my name as well. Like, that's what they do on those bloody shows that you listen to. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> like, you've got all these people who aren't human who are trying to come across more <laughs> human by saying someone's name. They all went to the same class. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is oh, so cringe. So David Cameron.
0: Where do you have the glitter on your head? You what? you got glitter on your forehead. Uh,
1: long story. <laughs> Last night I was on Broadway, <laughs> and then I tried to clear up the glitter, the glitter. Judy, Judy, <laughs> Judy Garland, You <laughs> me, please! I'm going mad. <laughs> Cries for help with my heartstrings. <laughs> At the moment, there's something failed. I don't know how you to
0: remember the lyrics. I have listened to it one time.
1: I clank, clank, clanked, and I trolley. <laughs> have you been on to a trolley before? No. Have you been on Supermarket Sweep? Or Dale Winton? With Dale <laughs> Winton. Um, okay, no, uh, so my um great life is Isambard Kingdom. Okay, Kingdom. is
0: that what we're doing? I feel like personally, yeah, personally, yeah. Because I've got all those questions for Triple H, it's easier for me to replicate what it would be a normal episode would be like if we were to do a Stone Cold Steve Austin type thing. But it seems like whenever we do do that, you go into Judy Garland. Judy. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So
1: hit me right. Let's do Steve
0: Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I let's, do it. Let's
1: bang it out.
0: Okay. Bang it out. Bang it out. Okay. In, okay, okay. It. okay. But now you've gone. Oh yeah. So a different way. With yeah. a Different voice. This um, is my voice. When did you watch wrestling?
1: Goodness, I watched. No, wrestling. no, bring
0: it down. Bring it down to a normal human level. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. Am I self-conscious? Um,
0: and it, well, it's an easy. It's like a defense thing, isn't it? If you if you're awkward about something, you can put on a, put on a voice, then it's easier. Yeah. You got to break through. Break on through to the other side.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, oh gosh. Well, when did I start watch? It? When did I? What is did you watch voice? with your brother? I did, actually. You know, that was real great. <laughs>
0: Stop it.
1: Yes, I did watch wrestling with my brother, that is, yes. That's
0: correct. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> was his favourite The Rock?
1: Yes, yes, I th- I uh, believe so. Next
0: question. Um, did you pick Steve Austin to be your favourite, to be a contrarian?
1: I didn't pick him to be a contrarian. I picked him because I like him. And he wasn't The Rock, everyone loved The Rock.
0: So it sounds like you've just explained that you were being a, <laughs> a contrarian. Yes, that is
1: the definition of contrarian. I am a contrarian. <laughs> I was wrong. I lied earlier by accident, and I apologise for that.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but, I mean, there was other wrestlers. Like, why would you pick Stone Cold instead of Triple H? Triple
1: H was a douchebag.
0: <laughs> I thought Steve Austin was a douchebag. Steve Austin
1: was not a douchebag, No. He was a good man, a humble man, a loving man, a kind man. Wait, I'm, I'm... He was a gentle man from Texas. He was the rattlesnake three sixteen.
0: What was three sixteen? I heard something about that oh, because it was some sort of Bible passage that he.
1: You... Oh, was we'll he? Yeah, it was some um,
0: some guy. Some guy he was wrestling against was like a born again Christian, and then Steve Austin said something on the lines so of instead of reading. Michael three fifteen, you should read Stone Cold three sixteen or something. Is it Sharp
1: What really? So but did he actually look up what three sixteen actually was? Yeah,
0: it's like a proper thing. I can try and Google it. Oh wow. So so when would what when would he say it?
1: He would never say it, It it's just like
0: it was one of
1: his nicknames.
0: So you you were there, weren't you? Then you decided to go back to it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh
1: I didn't. I felt very uncomfortable with Stone Cold's and Bad Guy era. That was very upsetting. That was very traumatic.
0: Um, Why? I thought you liked the bad guys.
1: I do like bad guys because they're just more efficient. But
0: <laughs> well, I think on these Wikipedia pages they describe him as an anti-hero.
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he's not an anti-hero. He's a hero. Hero. Why? If, I love anti-heroes. He, he was just,
0: like attacking that guy's religion. Well he's not like a <laughs> not like a, a <laughs> clean faced kind of oh. standard hero.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Do you know about his original character called Stunning Steve Austin? No. He's like so he's not like no. rough. He's, he's like
1: Pretty right, boy.
0: Yeah. What you'll hate it so much. Has he got long hair? Yeah. No No not long hair, but he's got he's got hair. Oh no. Oh, no, he has got long hair in this one. Who's that? Steve Austin. That's not Steve Austin. The stunning Steve Austin.
1: No, that is... No, that is not him. That, that's not him. Oh. He looks... Oh, that is... Who's... Why? Who did that to his hair? Wait a so second,
0: then, how would, you desc- how would you describe his hair? Uh,
1: I would describe his hair like, um, you know, in, in the 1930s in America, in the segregation days... <laughs> And uh, you'd have, like, a picture of a little brown schoolgirl with her hair, like, um, permed, as in straightened, and all, you know, ready for school. (laughs) Um, Type in brown 1930s schoolgirl. You'll see her hair is exactly like that.
0: Brown 1930s. Well, maybe
1: it's not, uh, yeah, 30s,
0: 40s, 50s. I mean, I'd have have said more like John Bon Jovi, but that's probably it. (laughs)
1: What well, comes out if you type in brown? Do you type brown? I it's
0: brown 90s schoolgirl. It's mostly um, it's a picture of extra extra high school girls.
1: Is it haunted? Is it black and white? Um. <gasps> Wait, brown. Oh, did they think you meant sepia? As in, find me a sepia picture. I don't
0: mean that the skirts are brown. Right, let me find the Wikipedia description. So uh, this is after so after he was the um, stunning Steve Austin.
1: Uh, don't don't bring that up. He was. Can you cut that bit out? That <laughs> he, didn't happen.
0: He was rebranded as Stone Cold Steve Austin the following year. He gained significant mainstream popularity as a brazen, vulgar beer-drinking anti-hero. Vulgar? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, he used to swear and kick people in the crotch and <laughs> stuff.
0: Who routinely defied the establishment.
1: No, he didn't.
0: And his boss, company chairman Vince McMahon. Oh. Okay, well, J.R. I thought was quite a good one. My um friends and I in school, if we were like into bands and you said what your favourite song was... If you picked one of their really popular songs, we'd say we'd call it a tourist answer. So, do you think, like, by not picking The Rock, it gives the impression of you being more like knowledgeable about wrestling?
1: That is a fantastic question. <laughs> uh, did I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it does give you that air of yeah, kind of knowing what you're talking about because mm-hmm. you don't like the main guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess Stone Cold, you know, being quite a nonconformist. conformist you know, I guess I kind of saw myself in him, and I guess he was, like, mainstream, but a bit rough around the edges, and I guess, yeah. but,
0: but, I mean, that's very much not you, like... <laughs>
1: yeah, it's quite the opposite of me, I went to <laughs> convent school, so...
0: What was that like?
1: Convent school was great, <laughs> I I absolutely loved it, I loved the uniform, the regimented routines, <laughs> Going to chapel all the time, singing to Jesus. That was my favourite part. It was wonderful, if you're listening. It was wonderful, I
0: loved it. Because you sound quite traumatised.
1: Yes, I believe I am traumatised. I have night terrors, featuring nuns. Um... Yes, but it was wonderful. I would do it all again if I was given the opportunity.
0: <laughs> what are, are going to go back to school at forty?
1: Yes, at forty. <laughs> I
0: don't think I remember. I had a, one friend who was into wrestling at school. But I don't think many people were like. What? Like were most people into? Like were your friends into wrestling?
1: Yeah, in primary school. Like yeah. Yeah. But girls in a convent school are boring. I mean, they're not boring, but they didn't like good things.
0: So no one, no one in the convent school liked it.
1: In the convent, no. wrestling things like that were prohibited. You'd probably get a fine if you tried to wrestle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or um, yeah, they cracked down on things. That, yeah, people didn't do wrestling and stuff. Did like they?
0: Ban, did, they ban, did they ban? Did they ban Pokemon cards at your school?
1: The objects of the devil, Pokemon <laughs> cards. You think? Oh my god. <laughs> they didn't even need to write that rule up. We just are knew it was a rule. We just didn't play those games. But we did have um no, never no way, not in the convent. You couldn't do any you couldn't have chewing gum. You couldn't have fizzy You can't drinks. have chewing gum, that's
0: normal in schools you can't have chewing gum. Kind
1: of fizzy drinks. That's why I can't tolerate spicy mouthwashes and things like that.
0: <laughs>
1: because you just I don't have the tolerance, <laughs> you know? So, you have to develop that over time.
0: Did you play marbles? Were you allowed to do that? Marbles? <coughs> oh my God. Objects
1: the? of the devil. <laughs> no! Unless the marbles were part of rosary
0: beads,
1: <laughs> we could not play with marbles. <coughs> that be Objects worse? of the devil.
0: <laughs> so what did you do at lunchtime?
1: We prayed at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> We prayed to God, okay.
0: Um, what sort of food did you have?
1: Food. We had um, holy bread, <laughs> the holy wine, also
0: the eucharist, holy water. If you drinking wine, wait, <laughs> underage.
1: <laughs> the body and blood of Christ. We had that every day. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes French Christ, French bread we had sometimes <laughs> French Christ. <laughs> sometimes um you know. They mix it up sometimes. <laughs> um we had um you know uh what else did we eat? Um I think like fish. Mm-hmm. You know um yeah. there's a parable, um Jesus had some fish, you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he said to his boy, Hey, yo, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I got this fish right here, <laughs> but I ain't got enough of all the hoes in the room. So <laughs> you want to watch me do a trick? I'm going to multiply it. That's what I'm going to do. So then he did. So then Moses, Moses had that staff. And he parted. He parted the Red Sea. He parted that sea. You know? So that's that's where I get my spiritualism from, basically.
0: <laughs> that wasn't the question.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Did you skip in? You what? Did you have a skipping rope at school?
1: Skipping ropes, objects of the devil. Again, these things were not... Wait, skipping ropes. I didn't know how to ban them because the nuns kept hanging themselves. <laughs> so uh, we didn't have skipping ropes. I took those away as well. We had an orchard, so mm. you could... That's nice. But we weren't actually allowed to go into the orchard. Mm-hmm. So it was more for the dead nuns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so where was it? On the Wikipedia thing that I found, it was talking about how Steve Austin was like one of the best wrestlers ever.
1: Still ears. Don't get it twisted.
0: So I don't know if I'm overplaying the whole, but he was definitely less popular than The Rock when by the time The, the Rock,
1: Rock was. The Rock was like, it's not quite like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, where Britney Spears is like way out in front. But I mean, The Rock was just he was just different. I mean, he, I don't. I'm not even sure he even got racist abuse. Mm-hmm. I don't. He might not even have gotten that. That's how big he was, is
0: was well, isn't it sort of like he, like, Stone Cold might have been, like, an amazing wrestler, but The Rock, he's bigger than wrestling. I don't know if he was at the time. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, no, but at the time, The Rock was bigger than wrestling. The Rock, The, the Rock was just, I mean, oh my, he really was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today.
0: Well, he's the most uh, highly paid actor.
1: The Rock? Yeah. What? <laughs> Maybe he just has this animal magnetism Magnetism. You know how people say Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, how people really love him? Yeah. No, but it's not the same thing, because The Rock isn't Marmite, is he? I don't think he's Marmite at all. Everyone loves The Rock.
0: Yeah, that's why he's a, that's such a popular movie star. No,
1: but what is that, though? What is that thing? Because he's not like... I don't want to say... Because cha- charisma is actually an evil thing. People say it's immoral.
0: Who says it's immoral?
1: a documentary series. What's it called? Uh, Something the Butterfly. Uh, something seeking the butterfly, a history of charisma.
0: Well, surely that was looking at like dictators, though, wasn't it?
1: It looked at dictators, Nelson Mandela's, philosophers, artists, uh, loads of things, loads of different people. That, uh, um, Admiral Nelson uh, uh, and the French one. What was the French one? Napoleon. 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 Yes.
0: So it's sort all of like charisma is just a way to manipulate people.
1: It's not necessary to manipulate people, but it's a way of, um, they like to say, uh, oh, that's that good saying about diplomacy. Diplomacy is the art of getting people to something, do you achieve something? To oh,
0: diplomacy is the art of letting someone else have your way?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, oh, no, no, so then there's a Winston Churchill quote. Diplomacy is the art of telling people to go to hell in such a way that they ask for directions.
1: <laughs> that's funny. The guy that I that I heard say it was um a British diplomat in America or something like that. Oh God, what's his name? Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, charisma. Yeah, it, I mean, because Adolf Hitler was charismatic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nelson Mandela was charismatic, mm-hmm. and so charisma. Boris Johnson is charismatic. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he says begrudgingly, uh, but uh, um. So it's not necessarily evil. It's just a really good way of being able to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. But it's not manipulating. because manipulation. That sounds like bad.
0: Because like, you, you, there are people who are just like charismatic, and you just warm to them, and you sort of want to be like around them. Yeah,
1: I'm very wary of those people. I don't trust those people. Those people are dangerous operators, because you know.
0: Um... But it doesn't depend if they're if they're like because you, you could I don't know you could just be. Fun to be—it depends if you're trying to manipulate it, isn't it? If you're if you're purposefully trying to.
1: But I think that some people don't even know that. Actually, no, they do, but they're so advanced in their um, skills of charisma that they don't even. It's just like it's like those people who lie a lot, and they lie so much that just like Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. I I kind of think that he doesn't even know that he's lying anymore mm-hmm. when he says things. But the thing is, it's not. There's mutual gain, and the, the, that's the worst thing about about charismatic people is that you actually do gain from them, like making you think that you're like the most important person in the world. Mm-hmm. When in actual fact, you are nothing. You are nothing. You are nothing. Actually, no. You. you they are sociopaths, but they're just uh, you know, they make you feel good. You make them feel very just like attention and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody's a winner. Matthew, tonight, everybody's a winner. Was
0: Stone Cold charismatic?
1: The Rock was charismatic. Stone Cold Steve Austin was not charismatic. What was he then? He was... Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was just, you know, he was just a bad A, you know.
0: I mean, I don't quite get the opinion. Stone Cold wouldn't be someone that I would have gravitated towards.
1: You know, I think it was because he was he was very rebellious and uh, he was very honest. He told it as it was, as it is, I shall be, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe, yes, uh, I think his vulgarity, I think we all um quite enjoyed it because mm-hmm. he used to put his middle finger up at people.
0: Mm-hmm. But you don't like when people do that?
1: No, I think it's vulgar.
0: <laughs> so why, why would a stone Cold get a free pass?
1: Because stone Cold says so. Because Stone Cold says so. I was talking
0: about what, is that a thing? He said something, you said everyone would say what?
1: What? Hmm. Oh, what? 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 So that's,
0: like, charisma, isn't it? Like, that's getting people to, like...
1: I guess, yeah. I guess all actors have to have some... It's just, like, I don't know. I feel like what he has and what The Rock has are different things. I don't. The, I don't know. But
0: isn't it the whole point of wrestling is you've got to win over the crowd, and yeah. so to do that you've got to be charismatic, or like, but if, even if you're a heel, you've got to like make them hate you. Is that not the same thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You've got to manipulate
0: them to feel a certain way about you.
1: Yes, I guess so. Yeah, it's all about emotional. Yeah. See, no, but no, but the, Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't like he wasn't a crowd pleaser. He was just like he was just doing his own thing, taking no criminals. I mean. Taking no names. Taking no names.
0: Was was the was the rock winning everything?
1: Winning everything. Um I guess that's a good thing about WWE is that they did rotate a lot, mm-hmm. but generally whoever you wanted to win always used to win. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, they didn't let the douchebag have the title for too long, but it wasn't too short, so it was just like, oh man, there's nothing to work
0: towards. Do you know what I mean? Which like, yeah, okay. uh, well, is um a reason to watch. You'd be more likely to watch if the douchebag is the
1: yeah is, has yeah. got the
0: thing because you're like, come on, like whoever it is, you
1: gotta get those muffins, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess yeah, if your person was always winning all the time, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching that because I don't like change. Mm. <laughs> Uh, personally...
0: If The Rock was fighting Stone Cold, would you, like, take the piss out of your brother if if Stone Cold was winning?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, if, if Stone Cold was winning, there's, I mean, there's obviously a part of me that would, um, Stone Cold Stunner, Stone Cold Stunner! Wait, what was his first name? Stunning Steve. Yeah. Hey, his finisher was the Stone Cold Stunner! I think I've solved the Matrix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting the same mystery. And then you went even more bizarre. <laughs>
1: um,
0: what do have? I had some cool stuff about underdogs, actually.
1: Oh, yay, underdogs.
0: Because um, I basically tried to tangent it off from... The Rock being more popular than Snow and Cold to him being the underdog, even though I don't think he was because he was like a really popular, like a successful wrestler. God,
1: it's just nothing like him, really. Is um, it? it's a phenomenon.
0: Oh, ever so. This is also from Wikipedia. So the the persona of Austin became the poster boy of the Attitude Era, a boom period in WWF Definitely. business in the late nineteen nineties and early two thousands. He also introduced the long standing watch chant in a prof- in professional wrestling. Wow a number of prominent industry figures including McMahon have declared Austin to be the biggest star in WWF slash WWE history really and stressed that he surpassed the popularity of Hulk Hogan
1: Hulk Hogan uh, nah, 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 um, so yeah so basically
0: that, I, I think I'll just put that quote in to say that actually he's not an underdog but I'm just going to try and just
1: but yeah he did portray the underdog way. he understood us you know mm-hmm. we were angry <laughs> <laughs> excuse me In love my answer <laughs> But like, it's not like
0: he he didn't stand for anything politically. Excuse me, he
1: stood for a lot politically because we were angry at that time. We were very angry, and he—he was a voice for the people. What was he angry
0: at? What was he? I'm not.
1: It's private. I don't want to (laughs) disclose that information.
0: Right? Okay. Um. So this is from.
1: He gave us a voice.
0: (laughs) To say what?
1: I told you it's private. But he gave us a, a voice.
0: <laughs> okay. So why do people support underdogs and find them so appealing from Science Daily? So um, the researchers propose that those who are viewed as disadvantaged arouse people's sense of fairness and justice... In fairness.
1: Por-
0: mm. Why do you say that? What?
1: Fairness is very... It's not just a British thing. Fairness is very important to us humans. Us humans really, really value fairness.
0: Are you in South Africa now?
1: Yes. Because in South Africa? Do you okay. have the rent? The rent is the currency. <laughs>
0: Stop it. What are you talking about?
1: I'm talking about fairness.
0: <laughs> okay. Um so Right. Um I'll leave it there. Actually so, uh, this is actually I have a quite a good question here. Um so in terms of fairness, while that's like an important principle. Yes. Um was Stone Cold Austin like a cheat? Did he like g- go and Get the chair from outside under the stadium, or was that not his fault? You mild?
1: know, he was basically set up.
0: <laughs> okay, he no.
1: never, it was not him. <laughs> it was, it was someone else.
0: <laughs> but no, I think he was a cheat, wasn't he? Like, it would, would like. You know, so, surely you don't care about fairness if it's in uh, your no, advantage. I think
1: fairness is very important. Very so basically, sometimes Stone Cold Steve Austin would have to, have to be forced to hit someone with a ladder or a steel chair when the referee was not looking. <laughs> Only because the other person cheated beforehand because they trained so hard in the gym and Stone Cold could not access the gym as much as them. So he had to compensate by using a chair when the ref was not looking, but that is not. Cheating, per se.
0: Uh, Why don't we talk about um, that time that Thierry Henry handballed it and brought dishonour. Right, so that
1: never... I'm... This propaganda... Thierry Henry has never... His hands have never touched any footballs. (laughs) Ever. Right? He ain't David Seaman. His His hands ain't never been near a football in his life. Yeah? No one I have ever supported has ever cheated.
0: So... This is The Eternal Appeal of the Underdog by John Werfeim and Sam Summers. So I think it's about sports teams, so um, also so they made people watch a football match. When told that a team was the underdog, research participants saw a play, like a defender getting close to an opponent and knocking the ball away, as reflecting hustle and grit. Oh. When watching the same play, but under the impression it came from the favourite team instead, people saw the tough defence as more of a reflection of natural ability, not effort.
1: That's interesting.
0: And so, yeah, it was seemingly one of the criteria for wanting underdogs to win is feeling that there's effort.
1: Oh, oh, like in the American dream, sort of same disease. Yeah, probably. You think if you stick it out, hard work will get you something, do something.
0: And also, there's an emotional payoff. So, there's more potential return on investment when you root for the underdog than when the expected happens and the favourite wins we get uh, such a surge from seeing upsets for cheering the least likely outcome that we're willing to risk the lesser odds.
1: Going back to the convent school, you see, David and Goliath, you know. Since David and Goliath in the Bible, Mm -hmm. uh, there were no Davids or Goliaths in all girls. David and Goliath in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, that's where it
0: comes from, yeah.
1: And it's basically a story about, you know, David is like, hey, David, I mean, hey, Goliath, would you pass me that? apple on top of that tree because you're really tall and big and strong and i'm really little
0: no, I think you missed and then the story.
1: goliath goes man if you son i ain't gonna help you at all and then david said i'm gonna kill you mother Beep. so then beyonce says you with me, lions <laughs> and then goliath <laughs> said
0: oh. okay. Okay. and that's all we've got time for pardon Is that's all we got time for Well, thank you so much for, <laughs> for doing this interview. It's, uh, it's been an interesting exercise, which I think neither of us have learned anything from.
1: I've learned something about Judy, Judy <laughs> Garland. I am Judy Lizer is my offspring.